Hey, everybody. Thanks, as always, for tuning into Front Row Knowles. KJ and I can't thank you enough for continuing to listen as we get into, I think, our 10th year of Front Row Knowles. Also, a special thanks to Seminole Boosters, who continues to support the program. The schedule is out. Quick reminder, your ticket and priority renewal deadline is April 18th. Great schedule, great optimism, great excitement about what's ahead in 2023. None of it's possible without Seminole Boosters. So to those of you who are members, thank you. To those of you who are not, log on to SeminoleBoosters.com to learn more. And now, Front Row Knowles. Broadcasting from the Prime Meridian Bank Studios in the capital city of Tallahassee, this is Front Row Knowles with Tom Block and Keith Jones. Front Row Knowles is brought to you by Hobson Chevrolet of Cairo, Georgia. Get your best deal the Hobson way. Good day, everybody. Tom Block, Keith Jones. We are back. I can't promise that we're better than ever, but we are here for from Row Knowles. KJ, how are you, sir? Upright and taking nourishment, Mr. Block. A rarity uh, this week. Keith and I actually uh, met in person, unrelated to FRN. But, uh, you know, back in the day, we used to see each other weekly, grab lunch. Now we just show up on Zoom and, and mail it in, so to speak. And, uh, and uh, as we were getting ready to... Uh, tape, uh, Mr. Block, our listeners should know, Mr. Block gave me the ultimate compliment that I didn't look any better in person than I looked on Zoom. Yes, uh, nor do I, though. I mean, that was the, uh, the obvious response for you. So uh, we're going to talk softball in, in uh, today's show. One of the stars of the team, Devin Flaherty, will join us. We'll uh, talk all things FSU with Bob Frante, our Osceola insider, next segment. Uh, a lot of things going on in terms of ACC meetings wrapping up, the transfer portal. We'll get his reaction to that. Softball, though, really is the story this week. When you throw a perfect game and your season is on the line and you're in the NCAA postseason, KJ, I'm not sure what the parallel is across other sports. And I don't know that you and I's memory are, are, are good enough to, to, to think about where Cat Sandercock's performance ranks all time in the annals of Florida State postseason history. But I know it's on a pretty short list. It doesn't take long to call roll, uh, as they say. Here's the other thing about it, Tommy. You know, FSU combined to throw a no-hitter game one, and it was two other pitchers. Cat didn't even throw in game one. So you've got two pitchers that combined for a no-hitter. You've got Cat who throws a perfect game. Um, obviously, there's a little bit of concern. I'm not terribly concerned, but a little bit of concern about producing runs. But certainly pitching and, and, and defense – you know, they say win you some championships, and this team has demonstrated both of those attributes uh, quite remarkably. They've got a big mountain to climb still. They've got a red-hot Georgia team coming to town for the Super Regionals, and uh, it doesn't matter how many games you've won in a row or what your overall record is. When you, uh, when you get to this point, KJ, uh, as you know, anything can happen, and it, it comes down to what's going to take place between the lines for, for seven innings times two games, maybe three on Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. And all this team has to do is look back to what happened to them last year uh, when they were playing Mississippi State. Because, you know, that team, the, the 2022 team, was very highly regarded. Not that the 23 team isn't, but that, that um, two games is something that has set with this crew and the, these ladies and has been a motivator and a motivating factor in the 23 season. 
All right, more Florida State Athletics talk. Bob Ferrante, our Osceola insider, is up next. Then Devin Flaherty from the softball team joined us. We're just getting started here on Front Row Knowles. Some battles are worth fighting. They build character and teach important lessons. Other times, the more we resist, the longer we stay stuck. When a simple change would change everything. Is your bank holding you back? Try my bank, Prime Meridian Bank. Changing is easy. We'll show you how. Prime Meridian Bank. Tallahassee, Crawfordville, and on the web at trymybank.com. Member FDIC. It's Military Appreciation Month at Hobson Chevrolet. With the best selection of new and pre-owned inventory in North Florida and South Georgia and rates as low as 1.9%, there's never been a better time to buy. We want to take a moment to say thank you for all those that have served our country and given the ultimate sacrifice. For the month of May, we're offering 10% off in the service department and a special discount on all new and used vehicles to all military. We also want to say thank you for helping us achieve mark of excellence with Chevrolet for the 10th year in a row. So whether you buy or service your Chevrolet, do it the Hobson way. Front Row Knowles is presented by Hobson Chevrolet of Cairo, Georgia. Get your best deal the Hobson way. Now back to Tom and Keith. Welcome back. Time to crank open that Earl Bacon Agency hotline, the Earl Bacon Agency, ensuring your future together. We say hello to our Osceola insider, Bob Frantic, who, Keith, to those of us that are on the Zoom, which is just you and me, so this is bad radio, uh, he looks much tanner than last we saw him now that he's been in Amelia Island. He's been at the Ritz. I mean, it was a rough week, Bob, but good to see you. How are you, sir? I'm doing well. The, uh, the sunburn Sunday afternoon at uh, Joanne Graff field got to me a little bit more than uh, Amelia Island, but, uh, but a good day of softball. Yes. Well, well as talk- we talk about, so as we talk about softball, uh, that, that second game, most didn't think was going to be necessary. And then it became necessary, and then quite a performance by one uh, Florida State pitcher. I, I'm not sure I've seen anything in, in a regional or super regional on the softball diamond that's that impressive. I think we've seen instances like that maybe in, in baseball in a women's college World Series in OKC. I mean, obviously, when you win a national title in 2018, there's been some impressive pitching performances at this school but when you're when your backs are against the wall and i think what happened truly 364 days prior against mississippi state where you were bounced in in two games you have that question of confidence oh no is this happening again but it it seemed like cat really was uh very much from the start determined you know i asked her post game you know when do you realize there's a bunch of zeros on the scoreboard and she just said "I, i knew the whole way I mean, that kind of killer instinct in the circle is is just, I think, what was exactly what Florida State needed on that afternoon. Killer instinct is the, is the right phrase. And we'll talk more softball in our next segment as Florida State gets set to host uh, Georgia. Uh, Bob, I mean, I guess anything can happen in the postseason. But, I mean, Oklahoma, I was looking at their record, and they're like 55-1 and one or something. I mean, Florida State's a paltry 53-9, and nine, which is or something like that, which is pretty impressive. But. Oklahoma once beaten I mean can they actually if Florida State beat them a couple of years ago but couldn't close the deal I mean are they can, can FSU do this I think we're all waiting to uh to see it play out on the field I you know the, the problem with Oklahoma is you've got that massive home field advantage 
Um, I mean, their their park is what under a half hour from campus. It, it's an incredible roster. They just seem to to restock. The bonus for Florida State is, is they've already played Oklahoma too. They've already been out there, and it's it's not going to be anything new in that regard. Um, I think this Florida State team, quite frankly, just needs to hit a little bit better. You can't just score one run on a Sunday. That That's not going to cut it. You're going to see some great pitchers. You're going to face some teams that field incredibly well. You're not going to get the cheap kind of unearned runs. Uh, what we saw from UCF on Saturday where they kind of threw it around, you're going to see truly some of the best teams that are going to play You know, good in the circle, good pitching, good defense, good hitting. So need to really see more production out of that lineup. Hey guys, uh, Lonnie, Coach uh, Coach Johanny just texted me and said, uh, "You guys are talking about OKC, and we still have to play the uh, Super Regional against the Bulldogs." Um, she wants us to focus in and 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 be a little more team like uh, players and 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 take them one game at a time. Uh, duly noted, Lonnie. We will uh, we'll make a note of that. That's uh, that's a good point. Well, then let's get to the the biggest story of the of the day and the week for Florida State athletics, Bob, and that is that. Uh, there's an official craft beer of the Seminoles, which debuts in August, courtesy of Oyster City. It's Legacy Lager. When is the media tasting? That's what I want to know. Mm, I, I think we need to, like, tomorrow night? I, I mean, at ASAP, right? Yeah, ASAP. I think ASAP is the correct answer on that. <laughs> yes. yes. And we do have our priorities in order. Well, we're 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 pre-gaming in our in our coverage. This is a this is a thorough review of the product uh, with some tailgating ahead of softball this weekend, or or drowning sorrows after the ACC meetings concluded, and we don't have word that they they looked in the couch cushions and they found another nineteen million per year per school. Uh, can you confirm that they were not able to find enough enough coins to distribute uh, at least that, that amounted to that much? <laughs> yeah, you know, we were talking last week, and and I said, you know, I don't I don't see Armageddon yet. Um, I, I did I did chuckle when I saw the Pac-12 uh, was I think it was the Washington State president said late Monday night that they're gonna have to freeze all new hires and they're they're in, in all kinds of revenue shortfall scenarios. So if the SEC is in, it just means more territory. Um, maybe the Pac-12 is closer to Armageddon and, and the ACC folks are saying, well, at least we're not in as bad of a shape as the Pac-12. So look, there's no easy button. There's, there's no, I think Jim Phillips essentially said there's no one route to money. It's not going to happen overnight. We're, we're all going to be waiting on presidents and chancellors to ultimately make, you know, the most informed decision possible. I've often said this is unfamiliar territory, I think, for presidents and chancellors, because they usually have an academic background or a legislative, political background, fundraising background. Athletics, they're, they're fans, they're supporters, they're trying to understand the student-athlete experience. So to have these significant votes, who knows what's going to happen? I just don't expect anything anytime soon, honestly. And I think that's, uh, at least in the near term, the takeaway. Uh, you know, we're not going to have another Texas announcement. We're going to have another USC UCLA announcement. I don't think uh, I've learned that in this world, uh, probably a good idea to say never. It's just not likely. However, 
I do think when the next shift comes, it is going to be monumental. It's not going to be one or two schools. It's not going to be one or two conferences. It's likely to be, you know, that that proverbial NBA trade where four teams are involved and three draft picks and cash and everything else that you, you got to follow the balancing ball. I just think it's significantly out of the blue, um, but it won't be anytime soon. It sounds like we're all jumping on the transfer portal at once. Um, you know, the only other thing I was going to add was, yeah, I think we're all kind of operating under the assumption that in the grant of rights, you know, going back to Brett McMurphy's tweet of there's a magnificent seven and this group of seven is, is coordinating something or has researched something. Um, I think Brett's reporting got out a little way too far ahead of the story, maybe. But, you know, like David Hale mentioned the other day that he, he talked to five athletic directors in the ACC, and none of them could give him a, a clear answer on if an eighth school could break the grant of rights. So again, we're talking about a document they won't let us see, they won't, won't let us review. We don't even know if eight moves a mountain in this conference. Again, it, it's, it's wild. We don't really know what's next, but Keith, I mean, could... Could conference radical realignment be on the horizon? I honestly go back to the TV networks. If ESPN and Fox want to make some of these things happen, if CBS wants to jump in, NBC's jumped in, if the TV networks think they can maneuver conferences, I think they have the money to speak louder than anybody else in the, in the nation right now in that regard. Just remember one thing, guys. The grant of rights is to the ACC. If the ACC doesn't exist, there ain't no grant of rights. And I'm telling you, that is a real possibility. Well, let me ask Bob that, and we'll wrap up this conversation. Do you feel as we sit here right now, Bob, that Florida State's imminent departure from the ACC is any closer than you thought it was before you went to Amelia Island last week? Yeah, I... I don't see a way that that grant of rights gets broken. Just there's been a lot of reporting. I think Twitter wants things to move faster. You know, message boards have a uh, McDonald's. I, I wanted it five minutes ago mentality. I just don't see it. Um, there's a, you know, again, going back to our point that we've frequently hit on Texas and OU had to be cautious, had to wait it out. There's a reason why they were only a couple of years away. This, this grant of rights is, is silly long. I mean, 13 more years. Think about 13 years ago was 2010. We're going 13 more years down the road from now. It's a long amount of time. I, I don't think there's, there's great or easy answers. Um, where is Michael Alford going to find more money? Don't know. Where's Jim Phillips going to find more money? Don't know. I, I do feel confident that a Florida State and a Clemson are going to be really active in this conference and trying to find revenue and maybe push for additional revenue streams. But a, a bridge to 30 million just, just doesn't exist. A bridge to an extra few million here and there. I think that's more, more realistic. All right, Bob, on the field news, I don't think we talked about Keon Coleman because I don't think he had committed uh, when we did this show, when we gathered last week. So uh, him, 
choosing Florida State, Mike Norvell winning the transfer portal again. What's the significance of adding a 6'4 receiver opposite Johnny Wilson? I think it's the best Florida State wide receiver room since 2013. And not saying Florida State's going to win a national title or have three 1,000-yard receivers. Not that at all. But, I mean, just the crazy amount of talent, the height, the mismatches, couple that with tight ends, couple that with the capabilities of different personnel groupings, and you can run the ball better when you have all these big receivers because they're probably going to be pretty decent blockers. I mean, the law of averages is the bigger bodies. I mean, we, we see what Johnny Wilson is as a blocker. If you can imagine Keon being a good blocker, Jaheim Bell being a good blocker, Kyle Morlock, I just think they have so many personnel mismatches to present between wide receiver and tight end. It, it just opens up the playbook. Is this the playbook that, that Mike Norvell envisioned going back to his Memphis days too, where you can utilize the tight end, you can utilize the receivers. You've just got so many options. It's it's potentially going to be really, really cool to watch what Keon can do. A guy who can adjust, you know, for the ball, really productive receiver at Michigan State. He was statistically their best guy. But I think just, again, that height, how he adjusts, uh, catches the ball in traffic, just another really good target for Florida State and Jordan, Jordan Travis. It might. So you mentioned 2013. The first three were pretty good that year. And Nick O'Leary was on that team. Might it be the best receiver room since 1999, or do we have to wait and let the season play out before we go that far? A good question for Ron Dugans, right? I mean, he was he was on that that team. I I don't know. Part of me wants to say that was a pretty darn impressive 99 team altogether. And you get into dangerous territory. I, I know this is to Keith's point earlier in the year too, where, where we talked about that train of the national championship talk, and the train was going to be humming all off season coming downhill at a high speed. I don't want to get too ahead of ourselves and say this is a national championship team, but it just feels like you're assembling so much talent that you have to just think about how our defense is going to line up for it. I mean, I, I don't know. Do you decide to leave Johnny Wilson one-on-one? -on -one? What do you do when you've got a Johnny, a Keon Coleman, a Kentron? Oh, yeah, you got Winston Wright still maybe a Jaheim Bell, maybe a Kyle Mark. It just feels like you've got all these pieces and, and oh yeah, a Trey Benson who can run the ball. It, it just feels like you can get 10 yards and you can just use tempo and just attack defenses nonstop. Well, I'll tell you one thing. Going into the 99 year, we knew that Peter Warwick was special. That had been demonstrated. We've got three or four kids that may end up being special. Maybe it may be even two or three of them end up being special. They are in this 2023 group will measure very comparably to, to 99. Um, they, they've certainly got the bodies. Now they just have to uh, have the productivity. Bob, I'll give you a softball now since uh, you, you were uh, politically correct on your answer there about the 99 team. Is Florida State golf the most unappreciated but consistently national championship caliber program, both men's and women's? I mean, so Brooks Kepka wins his fifth major this week. The men's golf team will be in the NCAA championship starting Friday in Scottsdale. The women's team finished. They lost in the quarterfinals on Tuesday to Wake Forest, but they finished tied for fifth nationally for, I think, a second straight year, and they always go to the nationals. 
Um, maybe it's a little bit more of a niche for it. It's not football, but I mean, man, they're, they're consistent year in and year out, both Amy Bond and Trey Jones. Yeah, I was thinking, you know, when you're asking about underappreciated, maybe beach volleyball to some extent is is in that discussion, but certainly men's golf is deserving of more coverage. I think I carry, um, I've said this often, I carry an element of, of Catholic guilt when it comes to sports that get undercovered because your focus is on a football, um, a basketball, baseball. We've expanded our, all of us have expanded softball coverage on the beat. But golf, just what uh, you know, what John Pack did all those last couple of years. Um, it, you know, Trey Jones is building something really, really special. Um, Amy Bond too. The golf course is beautiful. I mean, we we've all kind of had the chance to see it. I don't want to play it. I, I'm not going to be able to play that course because it's it's. You look at those greens, and, and that's that's just too humbling. I think for somebody who's a true weekend hacker, but for somebody who can play golf at a high level you play that course and it prepares you for the regional, wherever it may be for the, the championships, for the match play events. And, and they've, they've truly been able to recruit high level golfers. And, and I think pair it with that course. And, and, you know, so hats off to, to the coaches, to the boosters and the fans who, who kind of made it all happen from a, uh, a fundraising standpoint too. And we wish good luck to uh, Trey and his team as they tee off on Friday, Bob, we'll let you get going, but we, uh, we appreciate it, sir. Thanks for all your good work at the Osceola. All right. Take care, guys. All right. And we'll uh, continue our softball conversation right after this on Front Row Knowles. Loading the kids in the car. Brokering peace in the back seat, Mastering the snack handoff without even looking. Why are simple things sometimes so complicated? Thankfully, with auto owners, insurance doesn't have to be one of them. We work with independent agents who keep insurance simple so you can worry about more important things like figuring out what's growing in that cup holder. That's simple human sense. Ask the Earl Bacon Agency in Tallahassee if auto owners is right for you or visit us online at earlbacon.com. Some battles are worth fighting. They build character and teach important lessons. Other times, the more we resist, the longer we stay stuck. When a simple change would change everything. Is your bank holding you back? Try my bank, Prime Meridian Bank. Changing is easy. We'll show you how. Prime Meridian Bank. Tallahassee, Crawfordville, and on the web at trymybank.com. Member FDIC. Be sure to subscribe to the Front Row Knowles podcast and follow at Front Row Knowles on Twitter. Now back to at underscore Tom Block and Twitterless Keith Jones. Yes, you heard us right in the Prime Meridian Bank Studios. Back on Front Row Knowles, as promised from uh, softball talk, we're really pleased to be joined with uh, one of the veterans and one of the stars of this Florida State softball team, Devin Clarity, who's with us now. Uh, Devin, is, you, you can't see it because this is a radio show, but she's grinning. And I, I, I want to know, though, take take us back between games on Sunday when you get forced into a winner-take-all elimination game, and we all know what happened a year ago. What's going through your mind in terms of balancing the magnitude of that moment or those two hours of moments that are about to take place? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, obviously a big moment, a big – um, time for our team to you know go one way or the other but it was almost kind of taken care of beforehand because we came in this year 
Um, the first thing we did as a team was watch last year's loss against Mississippi State and debrief it and talk about it and talk about how we're going to be better. So we never shied away from it. Coach, uh, all the coaches did a great job of making sure that happened. So I think since we kind of talked about it all year and how we could be better from it, it almost wasn't even a thing in between games. Like we felt very in control of the situation. We felt like we had the momentum. Um, just wasn't our game the first game, but we knew the adjustments we needed to make and didn't want to make it, you know, like last year, like everyone was freaking out, like it was going to happen again. And we had already talked about it. So we felt good. We were comfortable. We went in there, debriefed, talked, hung out, and, you know, we came out ready the next game. Devin, there's been a lot in the media about this team's focused on how last year ended. There's also the danger that sometimes that goes overboard. That becomes too much of the focus. How have y'all been able to balance that? Yeah, I mean, once again, I think Coach and the coaches do a great job of it. Like when it needs to be brought up, like maybe when we're getting certain feelings. I think last year was a really, really great team, a lot of wins, but we overlooked a few things. And so if we see that happening this year, um, we address it right away. Like a few weeks ago, the Florida game, we obviously won at their place, but didn't love the way we played, didn't love the type of softball we played. So it was addressed right away the next day. How do we be better? Um, how do we individually be better? How do we be better as a team? So we're not just taking the wins and moving on. Um, we're kind of taking everything for what it is, not being emotional about it and addressing it how it needs to be as a team and then moving forward from there. So you've got a, a plethora of fans. I mean, the support for Seminole softball is huge. And uh, it's infectious when we watch the way you guys play and smile and cheer for one another. Uh, and that's going on from the first pitch to the final out. So I'm wondering, the standard sort of superstition is that when somebody's throwing a no-hitter or a perfect game, you leave them alone, you don't mention it, you don't say anything. How did that unfold as catch in the middle of a perfect game? And I know everybody knew it. Don't try to tell me that you didn't know what was going on. Do you leave her alone? Is she sitting at the bench by herself or is it you just ignore it and she's writing the cheers and the chants and everything else? Yeah, I mean, Kat's a professional. So Kat goes about her business pretty um, consistently every game, no matter the score, the perfect game, no hitter, whatever it is. So honestly, I think we went about it um, very team oriented. Like that's what Kat wants. Kat's a leader on this team. We're all, we all have taken on different, you know, leadership roles and we wanted to win that game. You know, Kat gave us a great chance to win that game, the best chance we could have gotten, obviously. So, uh, no, we didn't say anything to her about it. I don't think any that I know of, no one did. We kind of just went about our business. Um, Kat had great rhythm, great momentum. Uh, so we kind of just kept about it and really just wanted to keep making plays for her, keep making plays for the team. It was really just, I think at this time of the year, it's just team, team, team. Like, so it was hard to, you know, it's super easy, obviously, after the game, freaked out, amazing accomplishment. So, so, so impressive to do it in that environment. But during that game, during this situation, um, I think I kind of speak for Kat here. Like, she wants the focus to be on the team and how we win that game. So, super proud of her. Super cool moments to be a part of. But, yeah, we were we were locked in for sure. Now, Devin, this is a personal question. Not not personal, personal, but just personal. And I did yeah. air quotes. Our, 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 our listeners can't see that. But... Um, not a lot is made in the soft game of softball about steel bases. Why, why, and how have you, I won't say perfected that, but you have certainly worked on that and made that a focus. Yeah. I mean, I, 
I don't know. Honestly, I think coming in, um, T will really harped on base running and being able to be a smart base runner. Um, you kind of get a lot faster when you make decisions on your own and you don't need the coaches to kind of be in your hip pocket all the time. Um, like I think, you know, I know they're right there. I know they're going to tell me what to do, but if I can make my own decisions, um, it kind of gives me that little bit of a second up, but you know, I think definitely reps practicing it. We do it all the time. We focus on it a lot in the fall. And then, you know, Coach V, our strength and conditioning coach, I think she's really harped on getting us faster. So, you know, T-Will puts us in motion in good counts, and I think I get a little lucky sometimes, but just kind of trying to do my best for my team. You know, I know I can get in scoring position, and that's huge for us. So, I don't know. It's super fun, though. I take a lot of pride in it. I think it's super fun um, being able to turn, like, singles and walks kind of into doubles has been a big thing for me this year. Um, something that I really wanted to do obviously don't bring a lot of power so being able to do that has been super cool and kind of see it come to fruition this year and the last few years has been really fun we're talking with Devin Flaherty from the Florida State softball team who's uh, I think 29 for 30 on steals this year to Keith's point so I, I will ask the personal question then that Keith didn't because I seem to recall from when I interviewed you previously that you have an awful lot of family ties to Florida State uh, including that your parents met at FSU. Is that is that accurate? What can you share about the, the story there of, of uh, the romance at Florida State? <laughs> yeah, I have a lot of family ties at Florida State. So my mom went to undergrad here and then law school, and then my dad came to law school here. They met, uh, got married a few years later, and then my brother just graduated two years ago with his applied mathematics degree. And then my sister is a freshman on the beach volleyball team. So we are born and bred Florida State Seminoles. Um, they're here every weekend. They were here all weekend last weekend. It's been super, super cool um, kind of growing up a Seminole and now getting to be a part of this program. I, I'm so lucky to kind of be part of something bigger than myself, the coaches. It means everything to me. So something that it means a lot to my family and now has meant so much to me has been super cool. Devin, talk a little bit, and, and I know you will not be bashful about this, but um, the regional tickets sell out in five minutes. The super mm -hmm. regional tickets sell out in a minute. Mm -hmm. Just just talk about that fan support. I mean, it really is noticeable. Yeah, I mean, it's incredible, and it's just incredible. Like, I have no words for it the last few years. Like, even just since I've been here, like, I've been here – came in 1920. So the year COVID hit and, you know, played a few midweeks and there were a good amount of people here. And then I remember, you know, my freshman year, there were more people here. And then after we made that run to the national championship, I remember like midweeks were sold out. And then this year, like, you know, the five minutes for the regionals, the minute for the regional. I mean, I think it just speaks to the Seminole fan base, to the Seminole boosters. It's so incredible. And we definitely feel it like home field advantage is a real thing. Um, so being able to play here and have all of, you know, you guys, the fans, everyone behind us is, is surreal. And, you know, I think it's also just a big testament to the game of softball. I think it's happening at a lot of different places and, you know, just being able to, we've, I mean, the Plex has gotten so many renovations this year and we're so lucky and it looks amazing, but I think it's crazy that we did so much this year and it's still being sold out that quick with the additions that we added. So I think it's super cool for this program, super cool for Florida State as a whole. And then I think 
on a whole nother level. Like we're all here to grow the game of softball. So it's super cool for that too. And our game just got moved from ESPN two to ESPN. So that's like, just, it's all crazy. It's super awesome. Well, Florida State fans certainly know that Lonnie is a legend and a rock star and all that. What's something that we wouldn't know about Coach Alameda? Hmm. That's a good question. Um, I don't know. Are we talking like softball? Well, just in general, but you might have answered it. She, who she is, is who she is. She's yeah, the same. Yeah, no. Like she is not, you know, someone different with us and different with you guys. She is so true to herself, true to us, true to this program, everything she preaches. Um, she preaches to us, to you guys. She cares about us. She cares about you guys. Like she just cares so much and wants to grow this program, wants to grow us as humans, loves this university. Um, she is the amazing women you guys hear she is. 100% times 10 is that woman to us as well every single day. As we wrap up, Devin, uh, update us on you, your major. You, you've got one more year of eligibility after this year. Is that correct? Yes. And, and what are your plans? What What's the road look like for you? The plan is to stay here and get my master's in sport management. So well, super excited for that. Yeah, I have my master's in sport management from FSU, so we'll welcome you to the club. And, and a final question, I know this is what you've probably been paying the most attention to this week, and that's scouting your opponent in the Supers here. Give us a thumbnail sketch on this Georgia team that put up a lot of offense uh, this past weekend. Yeah, I mean, Georgia's always a great team. They're always a big hitting team. Um, respect them a lot. They play the game the right way. Super excited for this weekend. Um, I think, you know, they do have a great offense. I think we pride ourselves on pitching and defense. So it's going to be really fun. It's going to be a dogfight, uh, three-game series. It's, you get to know each other a little bit better than this past weekend when you're seeing a new pitcher every game. So I think you'll see some adjustments from both sides of the ball, and I think you're going to see some really good softball. I have no doubt we're going to see some, some great softball. Wish you the best of luck. Thank you for a few minutes of your time. Congratulations on your success, and continue it. Thank you, guys. Thanks for having me. You bet. Devin Flaherty from FSU's uh, softball team hosting Georgia this weekend. Well, Thursday and Friday night in the Supers. Uh, we'll take a break, come back with more Front Row Knowles right after this. It's Military Appreciation Month at Hobson Chevrolet. With the best selection of new and pre-owned inventory in North Florida and South Georgia and rates as low as 1.9%, there's never been a better time to buy. We want to take a moment to say thank you for all those that have served our country and given the ultimate sacrifice. For the month of May, we're offering 10% off in the service department and a special discount on all new and used vehicles to all military. We also want to say thank you for helping us achieve mark of excellence with Chevrolet for the 10th year in a row. So whether you buy or service your Chevrolet, do it the Hobson way. Getting the kids to practice on time. Remembering if it's your day to bring snacks. Making it to the game with a clean jersey. Why are simple things sometimes so complicated? Thankfully, with auto owners, insurance doesn't have to be one of them. Auto Owners works with independent agents who answer when you call, so you can worry about more important things, like whether your kid is going to run toward first or third base. That's simple human sense. Ask the Earl Bacon Agency in Tallahassee if Auto Owners is right for you, or visit us online at earlbacon.com. 
Be sure to subscribe to the Front Row Knowles podcast and follow at Front Row Knowles on Twitter. Now back to at underscore Tom Block and Twitterless Keith Jones. Yes, you heard us right in the Prime Meridian Bank Studios. Back on Front Row Knowles, several minutes to go to finish things up. Uh, really good interview there with Devin Flaherty. Uh, just grounded uh, good good human beings on, on Long Alameda softball team. That's that's nothing new, but uh, Devin has had great success and hopefully it continues this weekend and, and even into Oklahoma City. Well, you mentioned the, the stolen bases, what, 29 out of 30 this year. I think two years ago, she's a perfect 19 out of 19. I don't know. I don't know what the school record is for percentage of successful bases being swiped. But again, as we mentioned previously, uh, she's on the list and it's a short list. How about, how about her being stumped by your question about Coach Alameda? And, and I think your observation, I was about ready to echo the same thing. That's just Lonnie. Lonnie is just Lonnie. There, there's not some magic. There's no peculiarities. She's just committed to her program and to her ladies and to her staff and goes about her business every day in a very consistent and absolutely unbelievably positive way. She, she is who she is. What you see is what you get. And I think, and, and we'll transition here, I think that's a big part of the reason that Mike Norvell has been so successful in the transfer portal. And just, just in general, as he's, as he's turning things around, Keith, what you see is what you get. He's not, he's not selling you a used car when you come in on a visit. He's telling you exactly what you're going to get. And if you want to sign up for it, do it. And I, we've talked about this. I remember players when they first arrived, kind of, we'd hear stories. They'd ask one another, is he like this every day? Yes. He's like this every day. This is what you get, that intensity. And so now, now the players know that. And I really think that's, that's why he's having such success in the transfer portal. You know, for those of us that played and most of our listeners have been with us for a while and certainly have followed Florida State football for a while, you know, one of the things that was always said about Coach Bowden is that he was comfortable with his own strength. You know, he was very secure in who he was. You, you probably don't use that analogy with, with Coach Norvell simply because he's much more up-tempo, uh, much more um, um, uh, enthusiasm, uh, enthusiasm rather, than, than Coach Bowden. You know, Coach Bowden would be up in his tower and, and you wouldn't be around him much. Norvell is all over the field during practices. But he is comfortable, and he, he makes no bones about it. Uh, that is who he is. Uh, he is consistent. And there's a, there's a part of athletes that warm up to that that's consistent. You don't want to get yelled at and fussed at and then not be talked to for three days. And because of that consistency, they see the, the, the realness, um, the fact that it is genuine. And I think that comes across very clearly, even in those first visits with new people. All right, Keith, I want to ask you about the latest addition to the Florida State football team in, in Keon Coleman. And, uh, you know, I, I never had an issue with them grabbing another receiver, but it wasn't it wasn't first on my list of what they need. And yet, as I reflect and, and I think about what Florida State's offense looks like, uh, it would be a lie to say I'm not even more excited, uh, and, and I'm more excited than I thought I would be when when uh, I knew they might get him. So let me ask you, the former safety, Keith. You know the old the old football adage is you got to stop the run, right? Make them one dimensional. So you're a former safety. If they line up Florida State's offense, and you got Johnny Wilson, and then you got Winston Wright in the slot, and then you got Jaheim Bell as a tight end next to a tackle. And then on the other side, you got Keon Coleman, and then you got Jordan Travis and Trey Benson in the backfield. 
where do you start defensively if you're the coordinator on how you would try to stop Florida State's offense? You, you have to make a decision, and, and there's probably three aspects of it. Number one, do you want to pressure Jordan and try to make him make decisions quickly? The downside of doing that is if you pressure him and he gets out of the pocket, he's a very accomplished scrambler. Throwing the ball first, running second, but he can make you pay for that. Secondly, you say, okay, fine. We're going to keep everything in front of us. We're going to blanket uh, over the top, play mainly zone. We're not going to let them get the big play on us. Well, Florida State is very happy to go six yards and eight yards and six yards and 12 yards with their consistency. The third decision you can make is either in combination with pressure, but we're going to, we're going to get in their face. We're going to play bump and run. We're going to force them to execute their routes. Well, now you've got speed. Now you've got the ability to get over the top quickly. What do you do within those three? That is why I am a broadcaster first, video person for front row Knowles, but I am not a defensive coach. I don't know which of the three I would pick. But you can't, you can't put, a, put a safety in the box, can you, against that? I mean, you got to play both. I don't think so. Back, don't you? I don't think so. I don't think so. Now you can do that and challenge, you know, go true zero coverage one-on-one -on -one and make them out execute you. But we've already seen with Travis, you know, we, we, we're the ones that talked about, he didn't throw the ball very well, you know, three years ago, four years ago. He certainly has changed many, including mine and yours minds about his ability to deliver the intermediate and short pass, not just the, the, the long ball, but again, his ability to scramble and not run first, but to elude pressure, get outside of the pocket, and then still deliver the ball downfield, it, it just makes it a very difficult combination to try to defense. Well, it feels like, so this is obvious, but then it comes down to if you have the personnel to win in the trenches, that's the way you beat FSU's offense, right? So think of Miami back in the ring. When Randy Shannon played at Miami, they were a 4-3. Their safeties were back. They were playing cover two, but they could beat you because they had better personnel, and Russell Maryland was going to win the battle up front and pressure the quarterback without blitzes and all that. Now, I realize Georgia, Georgia can do that. Alabama can probably do that. There's not many teams that are going to be able to beat Florida State, and, and, and I don't know how great the offensive line is going to be, but it's clearly going to be the best it's been in probably six or eight years. And, and the coaches have confidence in it. Now, you can also, you can also help with that, I mean, because if you keep a back in, if you've got your three wideouts and or two wideouts and a tight end and you know they can get open, then you can say, we're going to go max protect. We're going to leave the running back in and give a little help to that offensive line and, and make it work with three people in the pattern versus four or even sometimes five. Um, you know, it, it's just a, a, a luxury or a, an added ability when that offensive line is as, be, is as good as we hope it will be this year. Not saying they're great, not saying they're the best country, but they certainly have continued their improvement. Well, think about what it opens up when you take Benson out and you put Toa Feely in there and everybody on defense is going, look out for the wheel route, wheel route, wheel route. So everybody focuses on that and how much else is going to open up because of that. I just, I'm excited right now. More, obviously, most of us are much more excited than I've been in May in a long time. 
And I think for me personally, I can't speak for you, but for me, it goes back to the decision-making that we have seen uh, Jordan be much more consistent with in terms of who he gets the ball to, when he pulls it down, the age-old things about getting out of bounds and getting on the ground and not um, you know, putting yourself in more danger than already exists. But his decision-making after the snap is something that I am very, very excited about. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. It's, it's going to be a fun year, stating the obvious. All right, thanks to Devin Flaherty for joining us. Uh, check out the Osceola online for uh, more insight from Bob Ferrante and the crew. We appreciate you joining us as always. Till next week, he's Keith, I'm Tom, and this is Front Row Knowles. It's Military Appreciation Month at Hobson Chevrolet. With the best selection of new and pre-owned inventory in North Florida and South Georgia and rates as low as 1.9%, there's never been a better time to buy. We want to take a moment to say thank you for all those that have served our country and given the ultimate sacrifice. For the month of May, we're offering 10% off in the service department and a special discount on all new and used vehicles to all military. We also want to say thank you for helping us achieve mark of excellence with Chevrolet for the 10th year in a row. So whether you buy or service your Chevrolet, do it the Hobson way.